0: what's up everybody it is stick and rink podcast back with episode 28 i'm hoping that's the right number we're gonna go right into this thing and we're gonna tell you that our friends at DraftKings got you fucking covered unlike i do now if you're looking for the type of podcast that we are we're pretty much the canucks goal the first goal from last night's game we just don't stop poking you so if you haven't checked out our live stream and you're about to do it stick around because we got a fucking show planned for you today but first our friends at DraftKings. The tournament, the tournament. the There's only one tournament you could say that about in the world. It's March Madness. It's finally back. We were deprived of it last year, but thankfully the tournament is going ahead as scheduled this year. So check out the bracket. This is by far the viral bracket that everyone talks about. It's the bracket of all brackets. And the best way to bet on this thing is through DraftKings. So definitely check out DraftKings.com using promo code THPN at sign up to get yourself a free entry when you have a $5 deposit. So... If that's not enough, check it out. They got a $1 million survivor pool, and you can get your shot at winning at least $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. Now, that's huge. Uh, Another thing about DraftKings, it's easy to play. Pick one team per day, and if they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you can only pick a team once for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. I I love those 12 seeds. Those 12 seeds are a little frisky. I don't know about the last couple of rounds, but you might stick in there a little bit more than other people. The nine
1: seeds. The nine seeds. The
0: nine seeds are unlike anything else, so check those ones out. DraftKings is a safe and secure app if you're down on it at all. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience, so check that out. And last but not least, I'm just going to throw it again, promo code THPN at signup free free entry with your five dollar deposit promo code THPN. let's just get this fucking episode going boys we're live again this is becoming routine like i said we're the grittiest podcast out in vancouver we're taking the airwaves we're taking over live podcasting so if you're a podcaster watching this welcome we'll fight later but welcome boys how you doing oh harder baby
1: Oh, baby. I'm doing well, boys. Uh, It has been a solid week to be part of the Vancouver fan base right now. We're back. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Josh is going to be back on the golf course as of tomorrow. So Redwoods Golf Course, if you want to come see Josh, have a mental breakdown, I tee off at 9.15. So be there, be square. (laughs)
2: How, How mad would you be if I just showed up and just like followed you throughout every single hole? Didn't even say anything constructive or just like, anything it's mean but i just kind of like followed you around and just watched you and just like either shook my just like nodded or just like shook my head
1: could you at least like push my bag if you do come along
2: no not at all i'm gonna bring a launcher <laughs> launcher <laughs> and a cooler <laughs> maybe an air horn yeah <laughs> every
1: backswing fuck this guy
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey josh what happened you told us you'd stop wearing that hoodie or that sweater once the connect started winning again did i yeah
0: i, didn't, I don't remember that Yeah, that's 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 heat, dude. You wearing anything underneath? Hey, should we do a tarps off podcast?
2: No,
1: no, no. Are we are we allowed to do that? Why can't we do a tarps? Are we allowed to do a tarps off podcast? We probably can, but like no one just wants to see that.
2: Yeah, we will lose viewers. We will lose our limited viewers if we do this.
0: I would not be surprised if we went tarps off. If we shot up into like quadruple digits within fifteen seconds, like guys, sex sells. And I don't know, maybe you guys need to look (laughs) at your mirrors and admit admit this to yourselves. But you're symbols of sex.
2: All, what all is the, two of you. What is the opposite of sex? Um, <laughs> the cel- celibacy. Gamers. gamers <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah,
0: celibacy is like actively against its opposite of sex.
2: The exact opposite of sex. That would that's what we would promote by doing a Tarpsoft podcast, celibacy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like our our ticker in the bottom, celibacy. Our one. our yeah.
1: our promo code, you get twenty percent off chastity belts when you see us share.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that's so sick. Uh Raph, we didn't get a chance to ask you. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I uh I had a quick power nap. I'm drinking some coffee. I've uh I've so I used to like I'm very caffeine sensitive, so I'm like slowly building up my tolerance to caffeine again. I can start fucking crushing Red Bulls and taking espresso shots. No problem. Now life is great.
0: That's not good, get,
2: dude. <laughs> dude. I'll get like the jitters for like about 15, 20 minutes, but then I'm ready to rock and roll. We're good. That's,
0: that, literally. I could say like, I'm building a tolerance to heroin and that's like, we can equate the two.
2: <laughs> yeah. But that's like chasing the dragon. It's never going to be as good as that first time. I could take like a week off coffee and then boom, espresso shot. And I'm buzzing again.
0: True, the withdrawal ain't <laughs> quite the same. I'll tell
2: you yeah. that much. So the week is good. I'm good.
0: Another, another idea. Maybe that's it. Tarps off heroin podcast. Just no. an idea different no, thoughts we're not are doing rolling that. here okay we're not thoughts. doing that just a thought just one so immediately try gonna get, shoot that one down try and get the creative juices flowing here <laughs> speaking of juices now this is a transition for you i got my first pedicure today what's up come at me how? my toes are fresh dude
2: dude can you wait can you explain the segue from juices to pedicure real yeah, quick and then we'll, was, and then we'll there, continue
0: there was no juices <laughs> 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 i just wanted I to feel- talk about my feet dude
1: Wait, was it a guy or a girl that like gave you your pedicure?
0: It was a nice lady.
1: I feel so bad for that <laughs> nice lady <She's laughs> breaking the dead fucking skin of your monstrous size eleven fucking feet. No, that seriously, is so gnarly. She's I, like,
0: I, I also feel awesome. for this lady. She's the poor <laughs> poor gal, man. I would say when we walked in, like, great place. Um, when we walked in, I did. Maybe this was just me feeling this way, like me being a bit nervous. I definitely did feel the air of like they were judging me by my feet, like just looking at me and thinking what my feet will be like. And yeah, they're they're not wrong. Like my feet are fucked, but
1: do you um, are you ticklish on your feet?
0: I didn't think so. But then they started doing the pumice, the thing where they like fucking scrape your callus off. And I was like, my entire thigh was firing
1: like it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was tense. Dude, just thinking about that, like I'm so I'm just a naturally ticklish human. Like you can touch me anywhere, and if I don't expect it, I will legit be like giggling like a little girl.
3: Um,
1: And my feet are is is the same thing. Like I think I've mentioned this. I got a foot massage in Venice Beach by like these two old Asian guys uh, with my dad, and I was laughing my ass off the whole time because I was just like it was just so. Funny to me, just like the circumstance, but also just like having someone like touch my feet for that long was actually like I couldn't do it, dude. I could not. So do it.
0: it's safe to say that you're not into the toe sucking. <laughs> you don't. You don't like a little big toe action, a little big toe and second big dude, toe all in one mouth. That's
1: disgusting. I will never. Okay, <clears throat> if a girl yeah. ever tries, if a girl ever tries to do that, she better wear a fucking mouth guard because I will kick her in the face <laughs> because I'll be so ticklish. Okay, that's number one.
0: Number that's definitely two. from a
1: movie. Yeah. Wait, really?
0: Yeah. They. I forget where it's from. I shouldn't even mention it because I have no idea where it's from. All I remember okay. is she, he kicks her in the fucking. It might be. Um. Might be fucking. What's that? What's the Stifler movie? American, American Pie. Pie. Yeah, I feel like it's American Pie, but who knows? Okay. And then- Josh,
2: have you ever have you ever put your feet in pond water and just had like little like tadpoles like just eat the dead skin off your feet?
1: No. Have you
2: ever experienced that? <laughs> No, <laughs> that that would just be I feel like a nightmare for you because a it's fucking ticklish as balls, and b like the little tadpoles just swarming your feet like they come out of nowhere. Ew, like You'll see like two oh, or three, yeah. you'll stick them on your stick your feet in the water, mm-hmm. and then you get swarmed by like at least uh-huh. fifty, and I I they're like everywhere. It's it like sick. Dude. You take your foot out, some of them are still hanging on. <laughs>
0: now, this might be a bit too gross for your guys' take here. I'm sorry if people are eating at home. If any of the viewers are having some sort of pasta or something chewy, if you had to suck a toe, which one's it going to be? Which toe was you suck? Are you going big toe? Are you just going home run swing no, the whole way? No,
3: no chance. <laughs> no, dude.
1: The big toe. The big toe. I would say just like takes the most shit. Like that's like. <laughs> but I also feel because it's the big toe, it's maybe the most well maintained. Yeah. No I chance. Would say, no you chance. You don't think the big toe is well, dude? I think it's like. You know, am- no. You know what? I would go with the one. that, like the it would basically be like. The the one right there. <laughs> big toe i'm okay. literally looking at my bare feet right now through a clear table as we're recording
2: you guys are idiots Second. pinky toe pinky toe all the way oh yeah, that would that should have been no. an obvious answer i, I agree 100 no. the pinky toe is the smallest <laughs> the least gunk under the nail the least toe that you need to actually interact with
1: fact the least surface funny. area yeah but raf you have to remember though the okay pinky toe yeah it's the most fucked up looking toe that everyone has it's-
2: josh at the end of the day you're just gonna have a fucking toe in your mouth what does it matter
1: it's because if I'm ever going to have this experience, I want this to be somewhat enjoyable for both. What do you parties.
2: mean if you
0: ever have this experience, dude? You're only 25, K. Okay? It's got a yeah, lot of Yeah, you're anticipating left. it? Come He's on, 24. Dude. Oh, 24, <laughs> dude. You got a lot of time left. You're going to have this experience. I'm just telling you. dude. So <laughs> well, full Asha, life ahead you ever, of you. Have
1: you ever sucked a toe, dude?
0: I can neither confirm nor deny, mostly because I don't remember. But I'm probably going to say yes to that. I have no idea. <laughs> That's a a legit cannot confirm or deny. That's not me saying I for sure have done it. That's me saying, like, not sure that I haven't done it, you know? (laughs) What's up to our boy Razor570? You missed the mark on choosing your number. 569 would have been the right one to choose. Let's try. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, boys. We're going to move on from sucking toes. Um, What's up to 7 o'clock sunsets or 715 sunsets? You guys like that?
1: You a fan of that? I'm down with it, boys. Summer Scott.
0: The golfer in you should be fucking pumped because that's another that's another hour and added on to Twilight Rounds right there.
1: There you go. True. hundred percent. Yeah, I'm pumped. Except daylight savings though, I've said this before. It is a myth. It yeah. is a flat up fucking myth. It does. I was gonna to say the myth.
2: same thing. Like, at what cost are we getting this extra hour of sunlight? At an hour less of sleep? Like fuck you, dude, even if it's for one day.
1: Yeah, yeah like I
2: would easy trade-off.
1: No. Yeah. Like I I woke up today and it said it was like 10 30 in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, what? The? I'm like, why am I so like tired? Cause I went to bed at maybe like three last night. And, uh, I'm like 10 30. I'm like, okay, I had some stuff to do. And yeah, like I fucking, I, I get up and I'm like, Oh wait, the fucking clock switched. I'm like it's only nine 30. And then I just back to fucking bed back. Yeah. To bed. And I took a nap today. Nice. Yeah. I Good feel you. I mean, I'm
0: I'm down with the time change. I, lo- I I hate the 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 fall one makes no sense. Like I don't need an extra hour of sleep. I do need my sunshine as long as I can damn well get it. But the winter time is kind of a write off anyway. So I get the balance there. But I'm always hyped this time of year. I'm just there's something about it where the, you got to think of you, what you have to think about is summertime when you maybe when you get home from work at like four maybe even five and you tell yourself like shit I got like three hours of good sunshine left like hot nice sunshine. Yeah. That's like, we're on the road to that right now.
1: Yeah. I love it. Today is the day. This is day one. And and you know, what's crazy is this might actually be the last time we do this. Apparently John Horgan said, this might be, he's trying to get rid of it, but in order to do that, as we'll talk about, or I don't think we talked about it in our interview that we had coming up, but it was in the pre-interview. Um, California, Oregon, and Washington all have to agree to it as well for the Pacific time.
0: Hmm. Time Times, yeah. Good luck getting Canada and America to agree on some of these days, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's a far that's a far fetched idea, ain't it? Yeah,
1: like let's
2: open the borders, let's do it. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe that's Um, being pitched.
0: Okay, boys. Um, Next up here, social gatherings. Biggest news of the week: when Miss Bonnie Henry tells us we can get together in a group of ten
1: outside is that hyped or what that's pretty fucking hype but i feel like we kind of missed the step but (laughs) kind of well i feel like we like what happened to the whole safe six thing like i know that i know that was more so like inside and outside but like i feel like now it's like okay so it's only household inside but then it's open season if you're outside for anyone you want to hang out with or not, yeah, really, not but not really I mean,
2: safe 10. They were still saying the same, out. the same consistent 10 people though.
0: Yeah. You could pretty much have a quinceañera outside, dude, as long as it's outside. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. So does that mean that.
1: that all birthdays are back on now? <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't think know. So. I, think, I, I don't I, like, I, I can only imagine what the parks were like this weekend, like yeah. kids wow. beach or something like that. Must been wild been. The only thing, the only thing that's funny about it is, I almost feel like I have to have a group of ten. Like just the fact how they've they've starved us for so long of social interaction, and now they give us a group of ten. I almost feel like I like okay, like it needs to be eight to to ten, or it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're they're like oh, out here calling my bluff.
3: So, right.
1: but I'll tell you one thing, boys. You know what's going to be fucked? And I was talking to some people at work about this, dude. Imagine now as the weather, like Elijah said. Sun's not going down, dude. English Bay, Kitsilano, fucking Stanley Park, dude. The beaches are going to be fucking bumping early on. Early on. So was this premature? I don't know. And you know what? I'm not complaining. If it's premature, then that's good. Because I feel like Dr. Bonnie Henry has played it so safe, which I applaud her for. But I feel like this is still kind of a gamble. But like, I think she had to make a move before summer. Would you guys not agree? Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't. I think I think we everyone kind of needed it. And we got some good news coming, so may as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Can I ask one thing before we move on to hockey? I'll yeah. approve it. Why the fuck is my shoved up face still in that corner of Elijah's goddamn <laughs> hair? That's been Man. there for like the last like eight episodes. <laughs> Just tickle it. Tickle okay. a I
0: can't. It's so hard to navigate. I don't know why I have such difficulties.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uh, there forever, Josh. It's watermarked <laughs> on all of our episodes. It's not going anywhere.
0: Percent. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We've got Canucks talk now. Let's get to the playoff talk, boys. Canucks are making the playoffs. Like Josh said at the beginning, we are fucking back. If you're not about this idea, I at this point, you're pretty much like. A tier one criminal in my books. I think you deserve to get the book thrown at you. You're not listening to the stats. What you have to understand is four out of five games wins. Four out of five games. Tyler Myers, one of the best defensemen in the league. Nils Hoglander, pretty damn good forward. Elias Patterson, out lineup still winning. That's a mark of a playoff team. This team is making the playoffs. Josh, do you just want to say it one more time for me.
1: Canucks are making the playoffs. That's absolutely.
0: That's the <laughs> truth. Please They're don't back. disagree with us. Don't even don't give us any of that negative bullshit where you try and throw analytics or any of that dumb stuff that that tries to tell you they have an eight percent chance or something like that. They've got more. It's about eighty percent in my book. So they kind of have to fuck it up to lose at this point. But Josh, let's just let's frame it like this, okay? We beat Edmonton pretty handily, maybe two to one in some books, but in my opinion, we ran that game, whatever. And we've got Ottawa coming up, Josh. Two free wins, so we could pretty much say we've won six out
1: of seven games, right? Oh, man, I don't know, dude. Like, you look at Ottawa. <clears throat> even today, they were playing Toronto. They got two goals in seven seconds, courtesy of Brady Kachuk. Like, and, and Ottawa right now, I'm not even joking, is the epitome of just, like, first-place slayers. Like, you know what they are? They're that fucking thing in Mario Kart. I don't know what it is. It Basically, it's like when you're in last place and you can just shell? fuck up the first person. They're that. Um, the blue shell. The yeah, blue yeah, shell. The blue shell, exactly. So we're not in first place, um, but I like how it's blue, so I like how we can refer that to Vancouver. Are we the blue shell? So maybe we don't make the playoffs, but we're going to we're gonna fuck up the standings a little bit. We're going to yeah. make sure like certain teams don't get home ice and all that bullshit.
2: I just want to touch on something real quick before we get too far away from it. Elijah obviously bringing up the fact that Pedersen hasn't been in our lineup for what, the past four games, I think it is?
3: Yeah. Do you think he's gone moves.
2: from? Do you think he's gone from being like a bit of a good luck charm for the team to almost being like a hex just based on our performance for the last four games?
1: That's a bold move. That's a bold yeah. That's spin. a hot yeah, take. Dude. That's, that's a hot take. I
3: know.
2: That's when you add fucking
0: water to a hot pan and it starts sizzling away. Dude. Yeah. That was spicy. Um, no, he's not a hex. <laughs> he's, no. What he's he is the he is the owner of some bad timing. That's for sure.
2: Um, what happens when it, his first game back? The Canucks just get absolutely slammed.
0: Okay, Uh-oh. that's, that,
1: that's I, another hot take.
0: That's fuck. <laughs> That's not chill, dude. I don't like how we have playoff talk, and then we have Raf serious talk coming in here. with the. I'm Bucs. sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Someone's got to some do it.
0: Outlooks. Now, here's, here's really how the script goes. And unfortunately for Pedersen is, I mean, I hope he comes back to the lineup soon because if you miss, like I, I do think we're going to run these two games against Ottawa. And after that, it's not an easy schedule. I mean, we play the, play the Habs again. We play the Jets, some good teams. Whenever Patterson comes back, I've said this the last couple episodes and in the interview as well. It's going to need to change his game a bit. If you want, you've got a team right now. The Canucks playing very—I'm not going to say extremely good hockey, but above good. It's 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 in between good and great hockey. They're consistently outplaying their opponents. I would say, and so. Like as a, as the star player, as the best player on the team, when you come back to that lineup, there is a possibility that your game just kind of takes away from it in the moment. So you kind of yeah. that has to be your sole focus.
2: If you think about it too his teammates game. his teammates have built some chemistry at the time that he's been gone and it's kind of allowed them to excel in their own ways, right? It's like well, when you add them to the mix again, it could just kind of
0: well, well Fucking let's bring let's bring Josh in this hot take, Josh. Should we put Petey on the fourth line and give the fourth line some fucking 13 <laughs> minutes a game?
1: Out a play right there. No. Um I think the biggest thing is Raph, you're right. Like obviously with Pedersen out of the lineup, like you have to adapt um, to just shuffling of the lines. And obviously it seems to be working. Now this might actually be a blessing in disguise for possible when Pedersen comes back, because I find it's going to happen one or two ways. The first one is probably the obvious one where everyone thinks that, okay, Pedersen's back. He's, basically back to running our offense everything that kind of goes through everything goes through him in the offensive zone number two or it takes the pressure off petterson to perform and he's like hey stuff has been working out for you guys like put me wherever you want in the lineup let me like kind of you know try not fuck things up too much and then we'll and then we'll just keep going you know, if things start to get bad, then let's revert back to the old ways when Pedersen was back in the lineup before he got hurt. Yeah.
0: I would say, now we got Razor chiming in here on the Twitch comments. Check us out on Twitch if you haven't already. Um, are Pedersen's players taking their games to the next level without him, though? Now, Pedersen's players, I imagine what he means is kind of the, the Brock Bessers and the JT Millers, the line mates of this guy, uh, usually. I would say, honestly... Like Brock Besser's kind of played at an interesting level this whole year. He's kind of, he's raised his game from last year for sure. Uh, at times he dips and 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 peaks as well. I would say he's fine right now. He's doing okay. He's he's not the really the thing we touched on in the interview as well. He's he does not drive play the way certain superstars do. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got many other intangibles. He does not drive play the same. J T. Miller's the one guy who actually really hasn't played that much better. Sure, he's playing he's playing center without Pedersen there. And he's getting more touches in the face-off, getting more time on ice, get more responsibility, more engaged in the game. But there still are the JT Miller moments. I would honestly – I was kind of fucking joking about the fourth-line idea, but hot take, like that would not be a terrible idea for a period or something like that. Like really throw a wrench in what the, the expectation of the other coach is. I, I don't hate the idea. Uh, I'm just going to say it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really – who's on the fourth line? Who is it? Roussel?
0: While Jay Beagle and Roussel were out the last game with injuries. So that's why it kind of interests me a bit. Because right now you got guys like uh, I don't even know how to say his name, Michaelis, Michaelis in the in the line. you got Zach got McEwen, you've got other guys like Hollerchuk. Fuck me with names today, dude. I have one <laughs> beer. I'm all, all of a sudden fucking Jim Leahy trying to pronounce names out here. But <laughs> but those three guys, like, yes, they're fourth line players, but they're fast north-south guys. I honestly I think the thing about my idea is it might not be the best idea in the book, but in that situation, if you put Pedersen with Zach McEwen and Michaelis, I mean, guess who you're lining up against? Well, who's the other team going to throw at you? Yeah. Right? Like, w- what the fuck line are you going to see?
1: Yeah. Seriously. Especially
0: especially yeah. against Ottawa. What's Ottawa going to throw at you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Or, or you know what? Maybe maybe the head coach, they just like double shift like fucking Thomas Shabot or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? yeah. but then
2: again, then you burn out that line.
1: Yeah, true. true. True, and then then the big dogs come out. But, yeah, going back to Razor's question, I mean, I think, you know, did they take their game to the next level? I would say no, but I think what the Canucks did do well is they actually adapted, and I think that was the biggest thing is, like, they – like, I don't think, like, PD's interview – or how long is PD out for?
0: Uh, They just said another week on this last game, so it could be another five days or so.
1: Another five days, which is probably another like three games, possibly. I think. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think the biggest thing with that is like they haven't. Yeah, like I don't think they need to fully take their game to the next level. I mean, if Pedersen was done for the year, then yeah, hundred percent, someone needs to step up on that line and actually be the game changer. But I think what they did do is like I think they put a they did a solid job of putting over a, I guess a hypothetical band aid over Pederson not being there. Um, yeah. and again, like if they can get him back after the Ottawa series, cause who do we play after Ottawa? Do you know E? Uh, it's Montreal for two. Montreal for two. So again, Montreal is kind of, they're not, I wouldn't say they're on the downslope, but they are within our range. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can have them back for that series, you're going to need them. Um, but yeah, so that's my take.
0: You completely hate my idea of the third, fourth line PD line.
1: I don't hate that at all. I don't know it's, why you don't just do that. Like, why don't we just let everybody up? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, main, the
0: main fucking con of it is that Petey will not be getting 22 minutes a night. Now, I'm not saying give him 12, but maybe a third line with Sutter and some random guy or Michaelis, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, if you if you're, throw that back for the first game that he's back and get him some, like, weird matchups to get him some confidence, I think he'll be fucking sick to see. Yeah, there you go. I love that. Okay, guys, should we send it over to our interview with Jamie Dodd? Should we do that right about now?
2: Yes. Sure.
0: so for the live listeners out there uh we are going to send it over to our interview in the podcast form but we're just going to come right back with some more content so uh for the people listening on the podcast as of monday and following days after that enjoy this interview with jamie dodd of sportsnet 650 we got to shoot the shit for a good time uh other than that let's go all right everyone welcome back to the stick and rink interviews we are here with a very special guest today we've got Honestly, the first person to come into this lobby with an actual competition when it comes to the hair, the facial hair, <laughs> all the intangibles that, that come with being a video guest, I already feel put in my place a little bit. We've got Jamie Dodd from Sportsnet 650. Jamie, how are you doing?
4: I am doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm stoked to be here. And yeah, I didn't really realize until I saw myself on camera, but I'm wearing like the plaid flannel shirt too, so I've got a real uh, Canadian mountain man vibe going. Yeah.
3: You look. Right.
0: You look like you're protesting the closure of all bars. You're like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this until
4: they're open. I don't care. Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: So, Jamie, right. I kind of want to just take the reins here, and I just wanna, I want to start out with kind of a tone-setting question, just oh, for, yeah. th- and it's not even really for us. It's more for the listeners and the the community out there now. There are there are dozens of Canucks podcasts, but we can just go out and say this: uh, Welcome to the number one Canucks podcast, right, both right. by viewer count and just by you know potential yeah, and yeah, the yeah. scouts out there, everything out there. I know you're obviously affiliated with Sportsnet; you kind of got to say what you have to say, but you can use you can use facial language, winks, whatever you got to say here.
4: Well, you're, you guys are uh, your number one. I, I think what you're saying, you're number one, you know, by the numbers and by the eye test, right? Like, yes, yeah, let's back it mm-hmm. up, and and the scouts' point of view really backs it. Back. Yeah.
0: We're kind of like I the hear, cheaters when it comes to the analytics. Like, we'll, we'll like fill out the test, but it's just like you know we're trying to distract the eyes and just get you to the eye test because that's yeah, what yeah. we pass. We pass the eye test.
4: No, I mean, hey, it's not every day you get invited on, uh, you know, the, the world's number one Canucks podcast. So I'm to <laughs> okay. to be,
3: was... the
0: world's, yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was gonna Adam, say we've kind of like, moved along stadium.
0: now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, anyways, man, here we are. It's it's Canucks land. It, it's it's a always changing dynamic. The landscape is is constantly shifting. Um, oh, yeah. However, welcome to the land of just cons- of, of the constants. We are we are constant believers. We have no shame in admitting that the Canucks are making the playoffs every day. Yeah. So, can you just maybe convince any listeners that we have that are for more, they're looking for more of a professional opinion why the Canucks are going to make the playoffs?
4: Oh boy, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I mean, they look—they beat Edmonton last night. That helped their odds for sure. Yeah. Edmonton's one of the teams that they might have a chance at tracking down. I will say this, if you just, you know, you always got to take these things with a grain of salt or whatever, right? But some of the sites out there that track, like, the playoff percentage, it's I think as of last night, it was around, like, 8%. And if you had asked me before that, I would have said it was lower than that. I probably would have said, like, 2 or 3%. So, hey, 8%. You take what you can get and just think of, <laughs> try to think of, like, something... You know, I'm not I'm not like a huge blackjack guy or a gambler or something. But trying to think of something in like day to day life that has an eight percent chance of happening, it's not that crazy. Like it can happen for sure, yeah. right? So, yeah, like percent you know I mean? like, probably like um like if you had a twelve sided die, right? That's probably like rolling a twelve, something like that. So like that happened.
0: We can go to our official world uh World of Warcraft. not World of Warcraft. What is it? Dungeons and Dragons dragon, uh, correspondent Raph. Uh, yeah, what are the uh, do you know their odds there, uh, Raph? I'm just, a, just setting off eight? My
4: head. Like one in 12 is probably about eight percent, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 you're not right. wrong. Dungeon Master Raph confirmation, thank you. I can
2: confirm. Yeah, okay. Sweet. <laughs> and just for the <laughs> right, record, getting struck by lightning is a one in 700,000 percent chance. So, whoever said <laughs> getting <laughs> struck by lightning, you are but nowhere way, near way yeah.
0: better than that. Man. Yeah. The Canucks are That's
2: definitely going to make it to the playoffs yeah. before get he gets struck by lightning. Dude,
0: he's talking about Calgary, man. People get struck by lightning there like every
2: Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: too <Just kidding. laughs> flat, too flat. There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. flat, there's yeah. too much wind,
2: there's too much lightning. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Josh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, way too
1: much. Um, okay. Next question for uh, the Canucks. Yeah, Demko, can he single handedly put this team on his back and get us to the playoffs? Because right now he's like the one guy that can I feel like can do this.
4: Well, look, if you know, we're talking about like the eight percent chance, right? So you just think of all the things that have to go right. Number one is this version of Demko keeps playing, right? Like this is the Demko we see. For the rest of the season. That is the absolute first thing that has to happen. And then I think, you know, this is something Dick and I have talked a lot about on Central. Like, what's the blueprint for this team winning? I think it's great goaltending. And then I think it's their top, you know, four or five players being excellent. Right. And so they need to get Pedersen back. They need guys like Besser to keep producing. Miller, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into him a little bit more. Like, He's been okay recently, but he still makes man. I just in that game last night, I thought he made three or four passes where I was just like, What what are you doing? Where where's that yeah. pass going? Like that element of his game is still there. So you need to cut that out. You, you just need you need Demko to be like this. And then as I said, you need your top four or five skaters to be really, really good, right? Like even then, it's probably not gonna be enough, but it has to start with Thatcher Demko being like playing like this, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because right now, like just looking at his last like I would say like four or five games. Like this guy has been outstanding. And I was saying on our last episode, and I don't know if you and I can agree on this because I guess the sample size is small. Do you think Thatcher Demko is maybe setting himself up to be like a second half of the year type of goalie? So like he'll kind of like suck in the first half, and then like when it starts to count. Yeah,
4: interesting one. I don't know. I mean, like you said, I do think it is a bit of a sample size thing. And you also got to remember with the beginning of this Canucks season. Obviously, Thatcher Demko wasn't playing like this, but the team was playing like trash in front of him. Like they were giving up so many grade A, high danger scoring chances night in, night out. It's kind of hard to judge his performance as well. Like it wasn't as good. We know that. Totally. But especially in a weird year with like no training camp, no exhibition games, yada, yada, yada. I don't think I'm willing to say, oh, he's a, you know, he's a second half performer and he's going to have slow starts. I mean, for me at this point with Thatcher Demko, it's like, all right he's a number one goalie let's go lock him up if they can get him assigned as long as they can like he's he's the number one goalie in the league and you know mm-hmm. we'll see like there's going to be dips and valleys still even when you're a number one goalie but yeah i don't know i wouldn't necessarily throw the you know slow starter label on him just yet let's see how he does next year okay when he, when he comes in as like the clear-cut number one goalie you know which he didn't even really this year right yeah, like, yeah. he's still very much split it with with pulpy to start Yeah, yeah,
0: you really, you really got to come in with like a Luongo vibe, where you're like, you're a golf course for all of October, and then for some reason you get three straight shutouts every November. That's the vibe you have to come in. that
4: was uh, that that was the Luongo specialty for sure.
0: Yeah, those were the timings. I kind of want to, okay, I want to jump away from the Canucks a little bit, still kind of, but I want to jump into six fifty a bit here. So uh we talked to Bick when when we brought Bick on. I think it was a few weeks ago, almost like. I forget when, but we had just talked uh, the, the devastating news about Bell Media coming down on TSN 1040 had happened. Um, yeah. We said our piece about like how obviously we wish the best for everyone moving on and stuff, and then we kind of moved on to what it's been like for you guys. Like it's obviously a bit more demand. Like it's kind of a supply and demand yeah. question. Like like you kind of I, I compare it to being an athlete and being into a competition where almost the stakes get raised overnight. Like I don't uh, whatever metaphor you want to use. Did you kind of feel that when you walked in the station? after you get past the the compassionate side, obviously, did you kind of get that vibe as well? Like the competitive like, let's fucking do this.
4: Yeah. Like no doubt about it. And you know, I'll just um, like, I've talked a little bit about it on air and on Twitter and stuff, but yeah, I, I was actually off that day because I was under the weather and you know, it's just, like, I ended up just basically spending the entire day listening to our station anyways. and like scrolling through Twitter because like, I couldn't believe like what the fuck was happening really. Like it's yeah. such a bizarre thing. And I I haven't been in the business that long, but like one of the things you learn really quickly is that layoffs happen and people are, people are desensitized to it to a certain degree. Having said that this was so beyond like a normal layoff situation that even people in the industry were kind of stunned and were kind of shocked at not just the fact that it happened, but also the way it was done was just like, so, so incredibly shitty. Right. So there was, there was definitely like a period of like, holy crap, what just happened? What does this mean? Like, I feel terribly for those people is my job at risk like what's going on there's just there's just a moment of like total confusion but yeah you're right like in some ways it also felt almost like you know i wasn't with the station when they launched but it felt almost like a relaunch in in a certain way because Mm -hmm. you knew there was going to be way more people tuning in and you knew there was going to be way more pressure to perform to reach a certain standard right and you know so like my my number one job my number one role the station is producing uh, the Scott rental show and every Wednesday. So this went down on a Tuesday and I was going back in for Wednesday. Every Wednesday I do a segment on the show at like nine fifteen, So early in the show called judge Jamie. And it's just basically like I settle like a sports beef that's going on right there. And like issue a verdict, whatever. But I remember thinking like Tuesday night, It's like, okay, like I'm doing my segment and I know there's going to be way more people listening tomorrow than there normally is. So I got to like nail this edition of my stupid little segment at 9.15 on Wednesdays. You know what I mean? And it's really, it's felt like that since. And I think there was, there's definitely an adjustment period. I think for everyone, for listeners, for us on air right now, it feels good. Like, I think we're in a good place. We're doing good work. We're getting good uh, feedback from a lot of listeners. So it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, whenever I think about it, it's, I'm still number one, pretty upset for the people who are affected on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just try to roll with it. And like, again, that, as I said, that that's kind of what this business is about. You know, crazy things are going to happen and you got to think on the fly. You got to roll with it. You got to try to up your game. So that's what we've been trying to do. I love that.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so funny that you bring up Scott Rintel and how you're the The producer of his show, because we've brought him on before. Has he ever brought you to uh, the warehouse? On, I don't
4: think
0: think he's not.
1: No, he's keeping that that demon in the
0: closet.
4: Um. I only started produ I started producing Rintoul's show when it launched, which was like October 2019. So okay. about five months later, the pandemic hit. Right. So right. I've been working with Scotty remotely way more than we ever worked in person at the studio. So okay. we haven't had a we haven't had a chance to like do a lot of clubbing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah. bar
4: hopping together.
1: The, the the reason why I ask is well I, I'm a, I assume you know is he used to bar was he a DJ guys at the DJ yeah he was a yeah, DJ. What?
4: I did not know that Rintoul yeah. was a
1: DJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so,
1: what? That's amazing. So See, this, could, this could be your that.
0: new, this could be your Judge Jamie segment coming up. Like, hey, there's a huge dispute. Who's the best DJ in the history of the warehouse? Oh, that's
4: <laughs> fantastic! I had no idea about that. Thank you for sharing that, man. This yeah, is wor- yeah, worth it already, tough. right here. Holy yeah. crap!
2: You're that's now gonna job. have somebody to look forward to. next time when he decides to bring you to the warehouse, he'll be like, oh my god, like oh, this yeah. is what those boys are talking about. Yeah. This is the warehouse <laughs> with the Scott Rintoul. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's, that's good stuff right there. I love it.
1: I love it. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Jim Benning. Let's talk about Benning. All right, let's do it. So, obviously, Bring on he the team did... of
0: the year talk, let's go. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, he did, I forget who he did the interview with, but basically, he went out to the media and did an interview. Basically, backing up Travis Green, backing up the players. Now, is that his way of kind of saying, like, hey, like, the buck stops with me? Like, if anyone's going to get canned at the end of the year, like, it's going to be myself. Like, is that kind of what you got from this interview? Or do you think someone else is going to be held accountable?
4: Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think the thing, the Jim Benning and Travis Green dynamic is really interesting because in a normal circumstance, you would look at this and say, well, the GM hasn't extended the coach he must not be completely sold on him. But I really don't think that's the case. Like, if it was up to Jim Benning, I think Travis Green would have an extension. He would have had one months ago. Mm -hmm. I think it really just is, it goes above Jim Benning, right? And I think it's an ownership issue, which is why Travis Green hasn't been extended. So I I do, you know, I, I didn't think Jim Benning handled the media tour particularly well, but I also think it's fair to say, like, he's in a really tough spot where... He doesn't have a lot like he, he's not allowed to, to extend the coach, right? He basically can't buy out any players, couldn't buy out any players in the offseason, can't make any big trades because of a number of reasons, part of which is like the financial constraints of the owners. So, I mean, there's only really so much he can say. Like, if it was up to Jim Benning, I don't think he would fire Travis Green, but it might not end up being up to him because, you know, I know, I know Francesco Aquilini came out and gave the vote of confidence, but I'm still very much of the mind... If this season goes the way it looks like it's going and they don't make the playoffs, I think this is going to be Jim Benning's last season in mm-hmm. charge. So I think he's kind – I don't want to say he's a lame duck completely, but I, I do think he's kind of handcuffed. And I think he uh, – you know, I, what, I've got the sense from a lot of listeners and a lot of fans that we're, we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen in the offseason. And I almost kind of get that sense from Jim Benning too, right? Like right, he's kind of stuck. There's not a lot he can do. There's not a lot of cards left. That he can play right now and it's like well let's just see what what happens in the offseason basically yeah
1: yeah because and i guess that kind of makes sense i mean you can't really like do much like, you just have to hope that your team plays better like yeah the message that benning is probably giving to travis green it's like hey look like you know if, we're, if we don't make the playoffs we're probably both gone yep. So it's in our best interest to just you know try because like there's something on there's something on the line for sure
0: yeah, careful. I, I don't like the propaganda there with the whole Travis Green being gone. That's I treat him like my dad. That's you're telling <laughs> my he's going to lose his job. Not cool, job. Well, I,
4: I will say, like I think a, a lot of people I know think it's a foregone conclusion that if Benning's gone, Green will go too. I actually don't think that's the case, right? Like I think no. Green has enough stock around the league that a new general manager could come in and choose to keep Green around. Yeah. Like that wouldn't sure. shock me. Uh, and I know we have an example of that in Vancouver when when Gillis came in and kept Av right. So. That, like, I, I do think the odds, let's put it this way, the odds of Travis Green being here next season, I think are much higher than the odds of Jim Benning being here
1: next Totally. Season.
4: Totally.
0: So I want to talk about this real quick. So we mentioned Pedersen being out of the lineup. Yep. One of the best stretches for the Canucks right now, winning four out of five, uh, obviously playoff bound. Now I want to talk what this means for Pedersen. Now we've talked about this on our episode a couple of times in a row now, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. As a player like Pedersen, he's immensely talented. He's learning the ropes of the league especially in an up and down year like this so he's looking at the situation right now saying fuck like the the team's playing pretty good i'm gonna i'm gonna come in the lineup eventually in my opinion this is a clear signal to him that he kind of has to change his game a little bit like uh, be a, be more of a play driver because we kind of talked about maybe the flaws of his game and where he might not be driving play as much as he can but I think witnessing a more a more simple game from his team and witnessing a more grind kind of game from his team. I'm not saying he should be that player, but I think he does have to change his game. Where, do you th- do you see any holes like that that he could do? Well,
4: I mean, I think he's I, I will say early in the season, the Patterson, like Patterson himself and the, and his line, they really struggled. And it's like doing exactly yeah. what you're talking about. They struggled to drive play. Since, I don't know, probably like mid-February or something like that, that's they've been a lot better in that regard. And they've not not quite the same dominance in that in driving play as we saw last year, but getting closer to that mark. So I think that's coming, and I have no idea what happened early in the year to all of those guys. Like, whatever it was, it was bizarre. I, I really don't know how to explain it, but it seems like it was wearing off. We've seen Besser be obviously fantastic. Miller's upped his game, although he still has a lot of room to improve, and and, and Pedersen has improved his game as well. Like, I I don't think... I think it's just a matter of steady improvement for Pedersen, more than changing his style of game because the thing that makes him great is his high level of skill right and his creativity and the attitude like the aggressiveness and the balls to pull off some of the moves he does to try some of the moves he does that's kind of the thing that makes him great I don't want to clip his wings at all right I want to I want him to have the freedom to try those things and I'd I let everyone else fo- focus on playing a simple game now look there are times where as the game situation dictates, you have to know as a player. Hey, I got to run things in a little bit. I have to play more of a simple style. I got to do X, Y, or Z, right? Like that. That that's part of the game. You don't you don't always have it at you know maximum uh, high risk high reward setting. But for Pedersen, man, it's just be yourself, right? Like go out, do the things that make you successful. Use your skill. Use your creativity. Produce offense. Be a game breaking talent for this player. That's what I want to see from him when he gets back. Yeah.
0: I I don't always ask follow up questions when it comes to player skill because I mean, for for Jimbos like us in a lobby, what are we going to, what kind of (laughs) value are we bringing to this? But but like a follow up to that, I find specifically about his game, especially when he's on a line with other skilled guys, the entire line kind of resorts to an east west style. Whereas it seems like when Hoglander's been on there, or anyone for that matter, it's been much more north south. And even Besser struggles with that a little bit. He doesn't have game breaking speed. But I find because Pedersen's not a Matthews, he's not a McDavid or a McKinnon. He doesn't have that north south speed, at least to the same yep, degree, and no. that's kind of the change that I look for. Like I, I, I kind of hope to see that a bit more.
4: Well, that's <laughs> a good point, and I think you make a good point that that element is probably going to come not from Pedersen, at least not right now, but it's going to come more from a linemate. And I think you know that's really the element that JT Miller brought to the lot of line last yeah. year. that We've seen less of from him <laughs> this year, right? We've seen it in spurts, but I, I do. I think you make a really good point. Like we, how many? of those, you know, high-risk East-West plays that we've seen from JT Miller that have turned out to be disastrous this year, right? Yeah. Like you, You've right. been
0: hinting at them a couple of times and I know yeah. those are the exact plays, yeah. Yeah,
4: so, you know, I, I think you're onto something there that you need that element on a line and ideally it's going to be JT Miller, right? Because you said that's not really Brock Bester's game. He's faster this year. He looks quicker for sure. Mm-hmm. It's still not really his thing though, but at his best, I think that's what JT Miller can give that group.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I, I just also want to add, just kind of do like another follow up question type thing. I just want to see where your head was at with the performance that we've seen with our power play. Cause I believe, what was it against the game against Edmonton? I think we had one power play line too, where I don't know if the Edmonton pen- penalty kill was just doing really well or not, but we only got one shot off on net. And I just wanted to see if that's something that you think we need to be seeing also improve over the course of the next few games, for us to consistently keep winning and keep getting those extra points, right? Moving towards the I I, I playoff mean, slot.
4: We talked about it. You know, what's going to happen if they make a miracle run? It's It's Thatcher Demko. It's the top players, and tied in with the top players is the power play clicking, right? Like, even go back to last season, I think what they had the fourth best power play in the league by percentage. Mm -hmm. They need to get it, doesn't necessarily have to be top five, but they got to be, you know, top 10, right, for this team to be competitive. Mm -hmm. And you look at the talent, they miss Pedersen right now, obviously, on that unit. Like, going from Pedersen to Tanner Pearson is a massive, (laughs) massive drop off, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. But even with Pedersen, it hasn't looked smooth this year. Right. I don't know. It's tough to say because I know people like, oh, they're drop pass and this and that. And I don't think it's just one thing. The, the number one thing that I see with the power play, even when Pedersen is on that unit, is they get a little static and there's a lot of standing around hmm. and they'll be moving the puck quickly, but it's moving the puck quickly between five static players. And that's yeah. just ultimately that's not that difficult for the defense to react and, and shut down. So I yeah. would like to see more player movement in general. I know that's like kind of a simple thing. I'm not, I'm not a NHL power play coach. So maybe they would like laugh at me and tell me I'm an idiot for saying that, but just, <laughs> when I watch it and when I watch really, really good power plays around the league, that's the biggest difference I see.
2: Right. It's, Absolutely. Cause it other, adds like other an other element units. of unpredictability. Yeah.
4: yeah, exactly. The other units are more fluid, more kind of improvisational, more guys using their skating to get it, to get to different spots. And I just don't see that as much with the Canucks all the time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, my one question, and maybe we can wrap this up after after, or at least wrap up the Canucks. So RFA's Quinn Hughes, Patterson. If you were to give me both of their contracts for next year, what would it be? What would you give them? Woo,
4: so that's
3: length, a great question. Term.
4: Yeah, that's a great question. I would have to. I do think they're going to end up being bridge deals,
3: mm-hmm. um,
4: because you know when you go long term and you buy out UFA years, the player wants more money per year to compensate for that, and that's going to be tough, I think, for the Canucks with the financial spot they're in. So I think you're looking at shorter-term, smaller dollars as a result. I don't know. I think once you once you kind of get to that point and you're not thinking, oh, it's going to be an eight-year deal, it's going to be a seven-year deal, the the, the dollar figure is probably going to be smaller than some people think. Like for Elias Pedersen, maybe you're looking at three years, like – Eight and a half million, nine million, something like that. Quinn Hughes, three years, seven million, something like that. The Quinn Hughes one is gonna be even more interesting, I think, than uh than the Pedersen one because we've seen plenty of you know really effective offensive forwards get paid at coming out of their ELC. You look at what defensemen get out of their ELC, man, they don't cash in. Like really, really good defensemen. Often end up making not not nearly what you would expect. Right now, mm-hmm. the difference is Quinn Hughes' his offensive production is at a different level. So he's up this year and Kale McCarr are up this year. That's going to be fascinating to see who signs first and how similar those contracts look because there's not really a good comparable for either of those guys. So I would say probably something in that like seven seven and a half million dollar range on a on a bridge deal for Quinn Hughes, but. I think even more than the Pedersen one, there's a lot of, like it could go a lot of different directions with Quinn Hughes.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, like That's it, nice, cool.
0: Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot a little bit here. Uh, kind of actually, I'm pivoting back to my my already the well I already went to once. Uh, so yeah. your li- your life at 650 here. Now I, I've every time I tune into the, to 650, this isn't every time, but it it it's it's a common occurrence. Is it seems like a lot of the hosts agree with each other quite
3: often now (laughs) all right
0: yeah at least with the doses that i get that's what i see it's it's often you know walker and sat they're on a good they're on a good page you're agreeing about a certain aspect of the game you and Bick, you know you sometimes i guess you must agree do you ever just wake up one day jamie and you think like man you know what today i'm gonna choose chaos like i'm just going there and whatever Bick says no you're fucking wrong Bick. like do you ever just think to do that
4: i mean i definitely i um i think more than when I started being on air, I will get uh, I will get in Bix grill a little bit and let him know when <laughs> crazy. it doesn't happen all the time because like I do think we come at the game from a certain perspective. I it's it's such a tough balance, right? Because you think of like the classic model of sports talk, whether it's radio or TV or whatever, and like what do most people think of, it's you know Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith just like fucking <laughs> screaming at each other about yeah. bullshit right and it's like it doesn't even matter what they're talking about they're just like yelling at each other and calling each other and they're and both like, so wrong like <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like i've never wanted to do that now having said that yeah you don't want it to just be like patting each other on the back for how smart you are the whole show either right because that's not interesting so you got to find that balance i think you got to look for topics where you do maybe have uh, a little bit of a different perspective now sometimes you can't do that right like if if the story of the day happens to be something that you both agree on. Uh, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to be like, oh, well I'll pretend to think the other thing just so we can like argue about it. Like, I think that makes you look like an idiot in the long term. Really? You know what I mean? And I think you can figure out a way to make it entertaining, even if both hosts have the same perspective, but yeah, like at a certain point you do have to find things where there's a little bit of tension where there's a little bit of disagreement. Right. And it doesn't have to be hostile, but yeah, you got to be able to mix that in. So I think that's something maybe when I was just starting, like it's it's a little intimidating to go on with somebody who's more experienced and like tell them they're an idiot and completely disagree with them. But like as the more experience I get, the more I develop, I think I'm getting better at doing that. And uh, yeah, it's funny that you should say that though. And the, the interesting thing with Sat and Walker is like, um, I think like, you know, Sat's the classic like stat guy, like knows all the analytics and Walker is like, you know the ultimate like uh, uh, you know he's tough he blocks shots kind of guy right so like they <laughs> yeah. should they should disagree more than uh, more than they do
0: yeah sometimes uh, I feel like sometimes I've called in there a couple times and I almost try and just fuel some fire a little bit you know like, let's, to see, let's do some fireworks around here
4: uh, I feel like the most often like probably like. Dan and Randeep disagree the most often, but about like yeah. stupid bullshit, right? About like chip flavors yeah. like, and like like stuff like that, right? Not about yeah. not necessarily about uh, about hockey.
1: Uh, right. my my one question regarding Bick, is there like one Canucks take that you have that just drives him crazy because <laughs> he thinks you're so wrong? like he he looks at you like you're an alien when you say that
4: that's a good question man let me think about that for just a second i'm trying to think of like what the dumbest takes i have or like what the dumbest takes i think he has are hmm i don't know i think i've avoided i if i had some time to think about it i could definitely find one or like there's definitely been times where Bick has said something and i've been like what like what are you talking about how could you say that um, but I can't, I can't recall like what it was off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure I've said something that Nick's been like, wow, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> why, See, did you, why did you say that?
0: This is why rental has got the best setup, man. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's never wrong, dude. It's
4: perfect. Yeah. Like no one, no one, no one's around to butt in and tell him what idiot. Yeah. He,
0: he oh, could say the Canucks colors are red. Who's going to say no. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell him otherwise. Damn. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Cool.
0: Uh, well, here we, we got to jump into this. We we do we like do this with our guests because it really it really shines light on who you are as an athlete, Jamie. We need to oh, know this. We need uh, to know you as an athlete here. So yeah. what what's your what's your claim to fame? You can go you can go as obscure as table tennis or as <laughs> as ballsy as beer league hockey superstar. What what's your what's your talent? Here?
4: Claim to fame. That's a tough one. I um I was a pretty good I was a pretty good. Uh, little league, minor league baseball—not minor league, but you know what I mean. Like junior baseball player, yeah. growing up, I—I uh, I had my moments there, hitting some dingers and stuff. I'm trying to think of like what my individual, my best individual athletic accomplishment is. It's probably like, you know, what I was really good when I, I played—I um, played basketball in high school, and I was just like a total, like shit disturber, pest, all defense. No like, offense,
3: classic,
4: really... Yeah, exactly. Like when I was <laughs> growing up, it was uh, like Bruce Bowen. I don't. That might be before your guys' time, but like uh... Bruce Bowen with the Spurs was like god awful offensively, <laughs> but just, uh, the most annoying, like shittiest defensive player. And I mean that in like terms of like driving you insane. And so my goal was always to annoy the person that I was defending to the point that they would lash out and push me or like yell at me or hit me or something. And the ref would give them a technical (laughs) because they didn't see me doing what led to it. Right. You know what I mean? So like that probably happened like three or four times where I escaped notice, but the ref saw the guy like lashing out at me and got a technical. And it was great. I was always so stoked. And the coach, when that happened, my coach would never say anything to me. But if I got caught, he would he would bring me over and be like, what the, what the hell are you doing?
3: Now? <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, you like it when it works. You like yeah. it when it works. Like, what's the problem, man? So, yeah, that's probably, like, the role in all of my uh, my amateur athletics. That's probably the role I embrace the most, which is being, like, the the most annoying person to play against in basketball.
2: I would love to see you drive a guy insane and then just poster him. <laughs> and then just have him just go completely nuclear and you yeah. just walk away laughing. Just like, I did that. I made that happen.
4: <laughs> it's pretty good too when like, you know, he, he he lashes out and pushes you and like you go yeah. down to the floor and then like, you really his, sell it. coach is mad at him. He's like getting out of his feet. I was like, oh. Yeah.
0: So He's got cool. the Jamie exactly. Vardy like holding the face. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Sniper in the crowd. Yeah, it's,
4: a good, it's a good feeling for sure. I
0: love that. Nice. Awesome. Um, I was going to follow up. Yeah yeah Josh you look like you're about to end this on me even though I got a sick ass question still to go. Um what what happened, Jamie what happens when when Beer League comes back and we put some skates on your feet? What does it look like out there?
4: Oh, I'm fucking trash. <laughs> trash 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 trash. Can you skate. I can skate. Yeah, but it's like oh, trash.
0: Yeah. Dude, you're first line on our team. There you no, go. No, no, but I can like I can
4: like I can get out there and like stay on my feet. It's just yeah. it's not going to be pretty, that's for sure. Yeah, your first okay, line so, on our team. We're not lying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll li- we literally
0: have a team, we have a team assembling full of people, most people who have never skated before in their lives. So you're looking you're pretty much projecting to be like a first it. line, second it. line guy. You
4: know what though? Just like while we we're while we we're like swapping stories or whatever. So that can sometimes be one of the most fun situations. When I was in uh, when I was in university, I played like intramural basketball with a bunch of friends, and it was like there was no co ed league. So it was just the worst men's division was de facto co ed. <laughs> So we were the only we were the only co-ed team in the league, right? And it was like me, one other dude who had played basketball, and a girl who'd played basketball in high school, and then like six people who'd like never touched a basketball before in their life, right? So we were like awful, 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 obviously. We were just like running around out there and goofing around and shit. But the last game of the season, the people playing against us were like the biggest pricks in the world, and was like, and like being like being dicks to the girls in our team and stuff, and just like being total assholes. So like me and the other two people who actually played basketball got like took it really seriously, got into the game, and it's a tie game. Uh, tie game. We're inbounding with like five seconds left, and I obviously like I call timeout, and because I'm like you know an egotistical asshole, I draw the play up for myself in the in the huddle. Right. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm getting I'm getting to the top of the key. And I'm going like full hero ball here, and so I get at the top of the key. I look out, and they immediately double team me. And because they like didn't think any of the girls could play basketball, they double team off the girl who actually played basketball in high school. Boom! Hit her, perfect arcing three pointer at the buzzer. We win. It was like, oh, it was the nicest feeling in the world. Was like, you fucking assholes, you pricks, eat that. Block
2: so out, bird. Yeah. See you yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also- Jimmy, I'm surprised you guys didn't just like put down the basketballs and just start like a co-ed dodgeball team right there, <laughs> I mean, with your baseball experience and just the basketball stories like that would have been great up so, the other team the a little battles?
0: bit oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah no low key I though dodgeballs it. dodgeball's the one sport that when you grow up, you realize you can't play dodgeball anymore because no. like your shoulder will go with the ball yeah,
4: yeah and but it's like, fun i i yeah, my my sport these days, like I'm looking for more of a chill vibe than a, you know, people yeah. throwing things at me vibe.
0: You Bro, I mean? this conversation going today. Are you are you ready to bang chains and do some, some disc golf?
4: <laughs>
0: it's, it's poor man's actual golf. It's free courses. But how can we not get into that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I remember once, uh, this was like a couple of years ago now, but I was just like, I was in some park on the west side of Vancouver. I don't even know what I was doing. I was just killing time or whatever, right? But I'm just like sitting on a bench looking at my phone and there's, uh, there's like one of the little disc disc golf things there, and the guy, this guy, he was like sitting on the grass or something, and he gets up, and he has his little bag with his frizz, his discs, I guess, in it, and he just like <laughs> rapid fire, just like bang, 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 bang <laughs> into the into the fucking thing, and then he finishes that. He has like five or six or whatever, and he he immediately comes sits down on the bench the the other bench there and just like pulls out a vape pen and starts like vaping away. <laughs> that's
3: that's the fuck disc yeah.
4: golf experience yeah. right there. The model disc golf. I just yeah. got to witness him. Dude,
2: yeah, your favorite, first time man. witnessing disc golf was really different. I saw like the disc golf holder or whatever, and I just looked. At it. I was like, that's a really fucking weird bird feeder. Guy <laughs> yeah. just walks up, throws a disc, and I'm like, oh, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> like, no, the birds do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, I my, my, my poor man's golf for me is pitch and putt. Like, I love True. pitch and pipe. You know what I mean? That's a, that's yeah. a great way to spend an afternoon. So that, that's four that's men's golf for me. Are you, are you a golfer or no? So I was, it's been like, I can't even remember the last time I went out on a full course, like pitch and putt, still for sure. Yeah. Well, I can still fake it when I do get out on a, on a full <laughs> course. Um, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not gonna be spending like dropping a hundred bucks on green fees to go and play yeah. like an awesome course. It, that's like
0: that. the tough line to hear for me, because there's a lot of yeah. people that give me that line. They're like, I, I can hang on, and then once I get talked about their scores, I'm like, fuck, they shoot the same score as me and I tell people I like, golf, dude. Like that's tough.
3: That's
4: <laughs> always tough.
3: That's funny.
0: Yeah. Anyways, Jamie, we can't thank you enough for coming on, man. That's all I got for you today. I look forward, look forward to hearing the next uh, judge Jamie segment. Oh, yeah.
4: about the let's do it. Hell yeah,
0: dude. All right, man. Thanks a lot.
4: All right. Have a great one, guys. See ya. What's up, everybody? It's Jeremy from the Hockey Podcast
2: Network's
1: newest show, the Windy City Benners podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton
2: guy. For, he's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because we are trash.
1: As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Who's welcome to the show? Goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny.
2: The, the show
0: started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team.
2: And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts.
0: Welcome back. To the podcast listeners live listeners thank you for sticking around thanks for being with us especially in the twitch chat we got we got the twitch chat blowing up a little bit thanks for the boys for for coming out coming out and playing boys and girls we appreciate it um josh let's kick this off with a little golf talk here a golf talk we got got a few segments coming up here but we first want to kick it off with the players championship so i know you watched a little bit at the end of this fourth round so what did you see from justin thomas today why was he able to, to take it down
1: um well, first of all, what I will say about Justin Thomas is he barely fucking made the cut playing into the weekend, which is nuts. Yeah. Like he like he fuck you want to talk about an unreal comeback this one. Um, and uh, it was actually like it was crazy because his grandfather had passed away. Uh, Tiger was in the hospital. Like it was, I think it's been a rough like couple two to three
0: weeks here for JT. Not to mention the whole derogatory slur and sponsorship scandal, too.
1: Yeah, wasn't like, that in January? That was in January. Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess the last couple of months is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. for sure. Because I read about that and Polo dropped them um, yeah. as a sponsor. So, you know, yeah, like Justin Thomas, like dude, this guy's unreal. This guy's got ten plus victories. He's a Players Championship, and I think he's like a three, a two-time major winner. All before the age twenty-seven, the only person to do that is him and Tiger. So. Pretty good company. Um, I just, like, I I love Justin Thomas, but I just need to say something about Bryson DeChambeau. I fucking hate him. I just <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, I am not a fan of this guy. I just, everyone's like, oh my God, would you look at that? And I'm like, yeah, sick. He drove it 300 yards, but he's in the fucking pine needles at Sawgrass. Like, what does that yeah. do for you? Like, yeah, cool, you're... You're 40 yards ahead of, like, 85-year-old Lee Westwood, yet he's going to beat you to the green. Because, like, yeah, you have a sandwich, but you're coming out of the trees. Like, where you know what I mean? Like, Elijah, I'll pose this question yeah. to you. Would you rather me outdrive you by 50 yards, only 50 yards, which is not actually a lot, especially in our game, um, 50 yards, but I'm in, like, the ship. Like, I'm in, like, weeds or I'm in pine needles or... Take a shot from the fairway, and, but you're 50 yards behind me. Like, what would you rather have?
0: Well, see, <laughs> now, when you throw our names into it, when you say Josh and Elijah, like, right when you said Josh outdrives Elijah, that already got my cle- my teeth clenching a little bit. Like, I was like, that doesn't sit well with me. Fine, Kinda let's, makes let's me go mad. the
1: opposite way, because your driver's nuts and mine's actually pretty nice.
0: So you're ahead yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm taking that every day, because it, at least – at least in the walk up to the ball, I get to shit talk you and be like, "Yeah, hey, what's up, pussy boy?" Yeah, like my drive. But yeah. in the end, you're right. You're going to beat me to the green. You got a nasty 180 game in your bag, so mm-hmm. I agree. You're going to beat me to the fucking green. But
3: yeah,
0: I, I agree. There's something about Bryson that is very hateable. This is well documented. It's 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 nothing to do with the.
1: He's not it, a bad I, guy.
0: No, he's not a bad guy. He doesn't like. He's not really chirpy. You can't really be chirpy in golf. No. I, and, He's, and the, there's yeah. there's something very fucking stiff about him though and it's not like muscular it's like everything well, about him is right. very stiff well, but it is muscular swing, also it's also very muscular <laughs> and maybe there's a bit of jealousy seeping through
3: but yeah.
0: it's mostly like even that like fist pump he had on the was it on the island green today or was it just on a regular hole he he sunk a big putt and he was like he was elated about it and oh, i
3: think
1: i think that I, was the eagle putt on 7 or 16 I, before I think the bunker so. 17
0: so like I don't think I, I don't I can't shit on a guy for getting happy, but like even the fist, but like even the way he fist bumps, just it's like a bit annoying, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. really pick a guy gar- apart. It's fucking fist bumps annoying. That's what that's how where, you pick a guy apart, right there.
1: There's just something about it where I just I don't know. I just I find him so hard to root for, and like he's not cocky. Like he's not like
3: mm-hmm.
1: cocky like a Patrick Reed or anything. And it's just maybe it's the. All the attempt I-, I don't know. Maybe it's all like the publicity that he gets for being like this unreal golfer. Like I don't really like Kepka either for that reason.
0: Oh fuck yourself!
1: I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm—I'm I'm more of like just like like a subtle, like I like subtle golfers. You know what I mean? Like you know, I like even Phil is starting to get on my nerves <laughs> a little bit. I'm like this guy's just like playing into the social media. You don't like Brad. Phil hitting bombs, dude? No, like, I do. <laughs> he's I don't know. absolutely I do.
2: slamming nukes down the fucking fairway. You know yeah, what? His are honestly, firing up.
1: He's honestly just like, he just reminds me of like a typical dad trying to fit in with the young kids. Like, that's what Phil Nicholson reminds me of. Um, yeah. Just like, like Lee like, Westwood,
2: though, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, but I like Justin Thomas. I like Ricky Fowler. You know, like, those guys are, you know, I still like Jordan Spieth, like, those are those golfers that I really like, but there's something about Deshambo that just there's just it just irks me and I don't know really know what it is. I think it's cuz like, oh my god, his drive is so sick. And like, I'm like dude, I'm like the fact that that's the only thing that you guys can fucking talk about is that the fact he can drive like 360 is just fucking ridiculous to me. There. Hey,
0: okay, so I wanted to I wanted to bring this up about my uh shout out DraftKings, another little shout out here. Um I, I entered in on the Players' Championship. I made myself a little lineup for the weekend, and I just want to go over how bad this lineup was.
3: Uh-oh. Like, okay, I want to hear It that.
0: was... I, I don't know how many people were in the contest. I finished in about 137,000th <laughs> place. Like, there must have been... Like, yeah, thousand, hundred thousand, 100,000th. Like, 137,000th. Like, there's six digits on my place. Now, I will say, wow. shout out to the person who finished first. The guy who finished first and second... Because you can make multiple entries in the competition. He finished first and second.
3: Good for him. He, got,
0: he made a, a almost a $1.1 million, $1. $1 million in this contest on a $10 entry. Isn't that fun?
3: No
2: way.
0: That's fucking nuts. So real quick, my, my lineup. I had it typed out somewhere. Where did I? Oh, okay, I know, I know what to do here. Just give me, let me let me copy paste because I had it on the
2: copy. Okay, wait, oh, I had a real quick question for you guys though. Go for it. While you're sending that up. Uh, what happened yeah. to Lee Westwood? because I last when I was watching the players he was up I think what two strokes on everyone else. Yeah. I think this was towards like the latter half of the or the That's later right. half of the uh the course. Oh,
1: so I I started watching when Westwood was on 13.
3: Yeah. Uh
1: we so had 13 and and then five more, or I guess up until 18 to go. Um cuz he was were, leading the
2: charge for a little bit. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He, yeah, and he, Justin Thomas, I think he made an eagle on 11 that gave us yeah. a lead um and westwood at that point just like he just he couldn't catch up there was one i think it was on 17 or no i don't know maybe 16. oh yeah it was 16. westwood took like it was a tough bogey like he hit a drive down Mm -hmm. it was fine and then he had like i don't know i think it was maybe like a five like a five or a six iron to the green on a par five yeah it just fell short. It hit a tree and dropped right in the middle of the sand. Um, and he ended, he ended up like bogeying the hole. Like it, it was a tough luck. So that's tough. And yeah, I think, like, I think he was,
0: said he got, he got old. I think there's a quote out there where he's saying like, his body's not the same anymore. Cause he's getting fucking old. Dude.
1: Well, I mean, that was the thing. Like you see like where Bryson ends up, like Westwood still drives like pretty far, but like he, he was paired up with DeChambeau today. And like, just the distance between their balls was just fucking astronomical. Like it wasn't yeah. close. Um, you know? And yeah. yeah. So it, like, well, I like Westwood. I, has he ever won a major E? I don't think he has. I don't think I so. I
0: have no, no idea.
1: Yeah. I don't think he has. Anyway. <clears> okay. <throat> um,
0: yeah. So yeah. So the lineup, so I have Tony now. missed the cut. Tommy Fleetwood missed the cut. Ricky Fowler <laughs> missed the cut. I have, my one shining grace. I have Canadian Corey Connors. The guy who finished seventh place. Sick job on me. And then we go back. <laughs> I got this guy Trin Galley. I'm gonna call him Triangle C. Triangle missed the cut. Gary Woodland missed the cut. <laughs> five at six out of seven of my players, or five out of six, missed the cut for me.
1: Like, Wait, when you f- say like, like, when you say like, they missed the cut, like they missed like after day one.
0: Uh, after isn't doesn't the cut happen after day two?
1: Oh yeah, maybe it's like to play into the weekend. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's always happens on Friday, and every single five out of six, we're done by Friday. (laughs) It's like okay, I guess I'm not winning a million dollars, nonetheless, ten dollars. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh
1: god,
0: how fucking exciting is that?
2: Where would you Where would you have to place the break even? Sorry.
0: Uh, I think it's it's not anywhere uh, special. Hundred thousand
2: under a
1: hundred
0: thousand let's just say this the guy i think it was a 10 or 11 dollar entry the guy that placed in 30, 30 got 29 dollars. he almost doubled his oh. money in 30 thousandth place so like just good don't be a suck ass like i was and you make money <laughs> it's pretty simple. i don't know i thought i had a good lineup i guess not damn it yeah. all right okay. um should we move on here boys Yes. Oh, actually, we got one more segment before we get to the would you Rathers here. Uh, Josh, your boy, Drew Brees, retired. Even leaving the reins to your other boy, Jameis Winston, your favorite. Any thoughts on the Breeze retirement here?
1: Shock? Uh, first of all, Drew Breeze is not my boy. Uh <laughs> fucking Tom sorry. Brady, yeah. Tom Brady put Drew Brees in a grave this postseason. So uh <laughs> no, but honestly, it's it's You know you're going to start to see the dominoes fall here. I mean, Drew Brees again. Like we, he's dealt with injuries, um, but just like in terms of the record books, this guy's the greatest ever. Like, yeah, you know, he may not have the rings, but in terms of individual accolades, this guy's the best quarterback.
0: Brady's going to pass him on the on the touchdown. Is it on the all time touchdown list or the yards list?
1: In passing touchdowns, yeah.
0: We lost him. Raph, hey,
2: can Josh. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We lost oh, it's Josh. It's
0: Josh. All right, sick.
1: Am I here? Hi,
2: Josh. Sorry, you yeah, know. you're, you're here. here. I was getting
1: a phone call. Um, yeah. So, anyway, in the, uh, yeah, like in terms of individual accolades, Brady is not even going to touch Drew Brees' passing yards record. Not even going to touch. In terms of passing touchdowns. They were trading shots back and forth this season. So that record will be probably taken by Brady for sure. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Barring he doesn't like die or anything. Knock on wood. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So James (laughs) Winston sucks. I think New Orleans should actually rebuild. In my opinion. I just like, I just, I don't like, it's going to be so hard to find a quarterback now. Like you need to trade up. in the Like, I don't know. I think you need, like, this is a good quarterback draft. Like start it now.
3: You're gonna to have to I, give up some
1: some players, but like I don't know, man. I just I don't I, believe in Jameis Winston. I don't believe it. Like, I mean, look at what he had in Tampa Bay. Like yeah, he had, I, he had, I he don't had Mike understand. Evans, he had Chris Godwin, he had basically the exact team that Tom Brady had, maybe minus off Rob Gronkowski, but like pretty much identical.
0: So it's a good point. You're a hard guy to hard guy to budge on this one. Yeah, I, w- I would say funny. that famous Jameis has has matured a little bit, and I do expect big things from him when he gets the ball. I want to see some. I want to see him sling it because he's got some receivers that that want the ball slung to them. Mm-hmm. Let's get a Michael Thomas sling game. That would be nice. Um, I don't really have any other thoughts on it. I mean, I kind of saw it coming. The guy's old as fuck. Cannot pass the ball the same as he used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. R- Razor thinks to think no running game when Winston was playing. I mean, wasn't the whole Saints running game struggling last year altogether? Even when Breeze was playing? The Sorry before he up. had <laughs> tires. Wasn't the entire running game for the Saints struggling last year as a whole?
1: Um, well, I thought I Camara, sure like, Camara definitely didn't have like a pop-off year like he did a couple seasons ago. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the run game's interesting. And, and running backs are... They're so hard to grasp like how long a career for a good running back actually like lasts. Like when you really think about that, like think of like like Leonard Fournette, you know, that that's one. Didn't really last long. Like he, I'm gonna say even like Saquon Barkley, dude. Like if this guy can't stay healthy, like I'm okay. I'm just I'm just saying that like he's good, but like he needs to stay healthy. And yeah. Kamara, I would and like even like look at Todd Gurley. This guy probably had what, four? four good years and then that's kind of it like yeah. it, they don't last long so Camara, in a way he's he's been in the league for how long three years uh no I think four four, four years so yeah I mean <laughs> it'll be interesting but I don't know I think it all starts with the quarterbacking and if Jameis can't get it done what I will say though what I will say is New Orleans should trade their pick or trade Camara to Miami, get number three and take Justin Fields. That's that's nice. just fine. Just a game.
0: coincidence that your team gets an all all pro running back, just just by chance, pro bowl running back, just like that.
1: Yeah, just casual. Not so, a
0: coinky so. dink. Yeah. Okay, let's uh let's move on, guys. It's Sunday. And for us, what that means in the month of March is we are going to be doing a new segment. Once again, we're trying a bunch of new segments. And today we've chosen would you rather segment so obviously a very basic concept that everyone knows about but i'm hoping we can put a little stick and ring twist on this i am hoping we can give you guys some fucking uh, a good nice tablespoon of weird i'd love to give that give you guys that maybe put it in a kitchen kitchen blender throw it up with some funky throw it up with some like a little bit scarring a little bit jarring and then before you know you got a dope ass cookie at the end of it but uh boys you got your would you rather's ready i got them all right who should we kick this off with
1: Let's go with Raph. Ra- Raph, Oh I no. Like, just <laughs> uh, I think they
2: always
1: do
3: that.
2: Uh, I was just—I had this one that I was—I thought of in like the middle of my slumber the other night, and I was like, "Oh, this would be a great idea." Would you guys rather go your entire life without having a name, or without addressing anyone by name?
0: Holy fuck! You got me there. I was—I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to so say like, no I'd you wrap. wouldn't
2: have a name like no nicknames no, I think people would just be like you or just like hey and they're like hey there just like you they would never address you by name or you, you can never address anybody you know by name like nobody just had a name for you I but would... people would call you like Josh
1: Wait okay I I think I would probably rather not have a name
2: So you would be able to call people by name but no one could call, possibly call you by name Why
1: Yeah I think I think for me like I like calling people by their name like I feel like it's like a polite thing to do so I'll take the hit for the greater good
2: right. but then you'll never know Fair. if anyone's addressing you or not well I hope somebody could be like hey you and then you just turn around and be like no no the other guy
1: hopefully they realize that and then they just like tap me on the shoulder
3: I'm like hey <laughs> what
0: you know what you really could get it like I I'm thinking about court proceedings you really could never be charged with a crime they would never be able to address you yeah, You'd be like, be like I don't know who you're talking about
1: like, yeah, you're
3: what, like you you what do you mean what do you mean Tim you don't have yeah. a name
0: yeah true boom positive but i'm gonna go ahead and go against josh and i'm gonna say like i feel like i would lose my entire identity of self you know like when i think about myself i am elijah right wait for this this question
1: for this question and i know that like there i'm gonna i think we should all try and refrain from this but like trying to like poke holes in it because like just like trying to do it from face value but is this question posed as if like people used to know me as Josh and then all of a sudden I wake up tomorrow and I don't have a name or is that like, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. yeah. Or have
2: you like gone your entire life without having a name?
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: We're going to go with you have never had a name your entire life and you never will have a Fuck. name.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got, so
2: name. you don't have that from Elijah's perspective, you've never had that sense of identity.
3: Mm. So my what parents, would my gra- what would
0: my gravestone say?
2: You. <laughs> Or, or, like of that guy. Yeah, <laughs> at least pronouns.
0: put like a "fook" on the front of it, like "fook you" <laughs> and fook me from Austin Powers. That'd be yeah. Oh
1: yeah, "fook me" and "fook you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love movies from back then when they were just saying whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um. Okay. Should we get to wh- how should we incorporate the listener ones? Should we do that as they come? Should we do? Yes. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Yes. Going over to Tara Ganya on the Facebook page. Shout out Gagne. Would you rather be an unknown NHL player or a famous badminton star?
1: Badminton, hundred percent. Badminton, He's sick, sick. Sport, dude. Are you kidding? Is, is,
0: badminton, is badminton Olympics?
1: Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's Fuck fucking yeah. hectic.
2: I think the keyword dude. in that question wait, is just wait, more famous.
1: Wait, but boys, boys, Elijah. You have to remember. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. I love badminton, but okay. I also love playing hockey. So, like, yeah. I maybe I. Like would I like being an unsung hero? Maybe, you know?
2: I have a can I spend this for you? Can I spend this one for you guys? Oh god. Sure. So you can be a famous badminton badminton player, but you can never play hockey again in your life. Or you can be an unknown hockey player and never play badminton again in your life.
0: Hockey. Easy, easily hockey. But yeah, think about it no so this way you could
2: be you could be missing out on some very, very good financial opportunities with you being a famous badminton player. Doesn't yeah, I could I could sell my body if I needed to.
1: Uh no, I'm I'm not gonna lie, dude, <laughs> I got a I, bunch
2: of holes, dude.
1: Well, here's here's my thing though. Here's my thing is what's the minimum entry or what's the minimum contract an NHL player can have? Half a million? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm content more nowadays. I'm, I'm cool with that. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say that that would be my biggest thing. Cause like, who? If you if you're a Canadian kid. And you don't dream about playing in the NHL, you're weird. You are a well, weird person. What
2: about can, this situation? What if I can you were tell you like- right now. Sorry, real quick, just going away from the the money thing. The top paid badminton player makes seventy five million dollars, I think, <laughs> a year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mind what? you, mind you, that's a pretty large gap because the second most paid one makes thirty three million. I, I think you're this saying is per year. Per
0: year? No fucking way they're making that per year. Earnings
2: from 2020 to 2021. So this is even in the past year. This is with the pandemic.
0: Dude, Are you? that's not in yen and not
2: dollars? (laughs) million dollars. It says dollars.
3: What the fuck?
2: But that being said, it's a pretty substantial decline. Like if you're number one, it's 75 million. If you're number two, it's 33 million. If you're number seven, it's 2.5 million. Like it goes down pretty aggressively.
1: Yeah, no, I'll take. (gasps) Yeah, because the thing is, is like even though you're like a star, it doesn't mean you're the best. That just means like you're in like the top five or like top 10. Okay. So I'll take I'll take NHL. I'll take a consistent wage of 500k a year. Okay. What
0: about what about this? What if you only what if you were only in the league for 2 years and you were just constantly healthy scratched. Like it's like <laughs> never they would never send you down but they would never play you. You were just like, and we got Josh having his 104th healthy scratch in a row. I,
1: <laughs> dude, I think I'd still do it. I'm still part yeah. of the team. The I'm locker sure. room would be sick, dude. Dude, I'd still, I'd still go down the locker room. I'd be the water boy. I'd be the glue guy in the locker room. Yeah, seriously.
3: would be the like guy checking everyone in the fucking Dude, hallway. I Dude, would,
1: I would probably suit up in the dressing room and the coach is like, Josh, what are you doing? Like, I'm playing tonight. He's like, no, you're up in the press box. I would probably just take off my skates and just sit in there with my equipment on. for my shot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so sick. Uh, You'd be a real David Ayers down there. hey? Okay, I'll yeah. go next here. Yeah. Okay. Uh would you this is very, very simple here, but it could have a lot of layers to it. Would you would you rather go left or right? Left. Uh right. See that says a lot about your guys' character right there. Raf taking the easy way out. Right turn. Josh. <laughs> well blind well, You could you might get T boned, but he doesn't. Or well, through air sections. Yeah.
2: So what I thought of immediately with this one was like, either answer is good. Because if you think about a maze, right? Have you ever seen like, have you ever seen like a computer do a maze? No. Like it just goes straight and it just picks one direction and it just keeps turning. So it's like, if it hits a dead end, it'll just turn right. It'll hit another immediate dead end. It'll turn right and it'll go around. And eventually the computer will solve the maze. So I mean, technically any answer can be right in this kind of situation. Because it'll find its way through in all the possibilities over time. But even
0: like, even fork in the road, like even if you're just on a path and it's like, You know, you don't even know if you're going somewhere, but you have to choose. You turn right. You're going right, eh? going right. It's a little sus on Josh, because, like, when you really translate it, right is right, left is wrong, isn't it? But how many lefts make a right? Three? I think. I don't know. That's a trick question. I don't like you doing that to us. Three
2: lefts make a right.
1: All right. That's sick.
2: How do we feel about this question? question. How How do we feel about this question?
1: I don't mind it. Oh.
2: Would you but have would a public you- OnlyFans if you're guaranteed 250k a year?
0: No. So ba- well, basically like
1: actually dude,
0: you're just you're just photos, right? Is it photos Wait, or
1: videos? Do I have to like what do I have to do though? Like, cause OnlyFans, it's like, are those like straight up nudes, or am I just like putting stuff? I believe
2: up? you can set the parameters of it as to what you it's, want.
0: It's also whatever you think the fans want, Josh. If they I'm, want a I'm, tarps off podcast, you're gonna have to give them a tarps off <laughs> podcast.
1: Dude, honestly, because the thing is, though, is like, here's my thing is I'm going to have X amount of people that think I'm the hottest piece of ass out there. Or does the you government know? just oh, yeah. 250K mm-hmm. and they're just like, everyone thinks you're ugly and <laughs> on news feeds occasionally. Imagine so? that.
0: They're in like a dispute with another country and they come to your house. You're like, Josh, we just made a deal with fucking Syria, dude. And they're going to stop everything. But you have to have a public only fence. And you're like, fuck. All right. For the but then country. this is the
2: thing though. Like what if he has the public only fans and it never goes viral? Like what if he just like slides under the radar for true. however long?
1: I don't think yeah. I can do that. Because all it's gonna take is one of you guys to find out I have it, and you guys <laughs> come up and make it. Viral. Yeah,
0: I'm sharing true. I'm sharing that shit for sure, dude. I'll be giving people once? subs. I'll be like, Here, take it, take it, take it.
2: <laughs> plus once something's on the internet, it's on there forever, dude. You can't get it off. Fact. It's very true. So I mean very true.
1: Um Yeah, hey, Josh, you're up. Alrighty. Would you rather wear summer clothes in the winter or winter clothes in the summer?
0: Okay. I've heard this one before. Summer clothes going, in the winter. Summer clothes in the winter every time. I do. I, I mentioned it. The Birkin socks is a style. The shorts. <laughs> I tell us people all the time. The thing that puzzles people is oh, I, I like to wear shorts when I know I'm going to be inside anyway, even if it's December. Like if, I get it. If we're What's an example? If we're going a bar doesn't really make sense. I'm not gonna wear shorts to a bar. But <laughs> for example, I work inside and sometimes in December I wear shorts because it's comfy. It's like we're gonna be inside anyway. Who gives a fuck? You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's my logic.
1: Yeah, like that that's that's my thing. Like I would much rather wear summer clothes in the winter. Cause like it's so easy to be like a homebody, you know. Uh-huh. But fuck, I just thought
0: about this. The only thing is if you get the other side you wear winter clothes in the summertime if anyone asks you like hey man like why are you wearing a sweater and like sweatpants in the middle of summer it's you don't have to say like oh i'm like i got a muffin top going on it's because i got i got i have to do it
1: yeah but dude that's like i'm talking like full like 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 winter gear like i'm talking like fucking snow jackets no pants you're, you're showing up to fucking spike ball with the boys in a fucking parka (laughs) <laughs> like, we're gonna, Elijah. I've seen you sweat in a t shirt on a 30 degree day. You're out yeah. in five minutes with heat exhaustion, dude.
0: With, I used like, to bring two no t shirts to volleyball practice, I would change halfway. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, you'd be thin as fuck, dude. I'd be sweating cows for sure. You would be, yeah. I'd be burning. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
0: Okay, Raf, uh,
2: I'm gonna throw it to like a nice little classic one. Okay, what, what do you give up first, your sense of taste or your sense of hearing? taste
0: easily i feel like music is so much more profound than food like i get we kind of have a food movement going on the last 10 years about like really making food more than just like sustaining you know yeah like make it something enjoyable or make it something healthy like people are going very specific avenues with it but in terms of music or like can you imagine movies without sound like subtitles are great but i would never get to hear anna kendrick's soothing little voice come on
1: fuck that
2: Yeah, I. What about like think about like the taste of beer, like the taste of wine, or like the taste of whiskey, like all that kind of stuff. Like it's so nice.
1: Yeah, but dude, think of it this way: now I can down ten shots of tequila and look like nothing ever happened because I don't taste it.
2: It's just oh, it'll look like something happened. You'll fall over. (laughs) Oh, you'll get up out of your table table and you'll be done.
1: Now I won't look like a pussy after the first one, or the (laughs) second, or the third, or the fourth, or the fifth. Um. Yeah, and but there was a bit of me, Ralph, that I actually thought, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, should I abandon the hearing? But then I'm like, to just like not pay it, or not listen to people's bullshit anymore. I like to nah. tune it out. But then yeah. I think I'm like, you know, what if you need to be up early? Well, you can't hear your fucking alarm, so you're screwed. No,
2: true. Uh,
1: so that's so. how. You don't
0: think they have like a specialized alarm for deaf people? Maybe a vibration? Yeah. No. I, I guess that would some, make sense. Something. Maybe just like one of those jackass arms that comes over the bed and smacks you right in the stomach.
2: Have yeah. you guys heard about those those clocks that are like uh, they natural artificial sunrise clocks or something like that? No. Somebody was know. telling me about this at work the other day and they were saying that there's these clocks that you can purchase and you put them wherever and it basically like if you have blackout curtains or something, it'll create like an artificial sunrise oh, in like your room. Light. Yeah. To kind of like give your body that natural feeling of like waking up to light at a random hour. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, what's the Apparently point of the really blackout expensive. curtains then? Because I guess, like, say, like, you don't want to be woken up by the sunlight coming up at 7 a.m., right? So, oh, like, okay. you're the kind of person who goes to bed at four in the morning and you kind of want to sleep in. You get the blackout curtains. You still want your body to natural wa- naturally wake up at, let's say, like 11. So, you just get one of those things and it just wakes you up through natural means, you know?
0: That makes mm. sense. That's yeah. pretty dope. Fucking Apparently that fucking I
2: expensive, think. though. Um,
0: right, am, am, I, am I next or is Josh next here? I think you're up okay sweet i got one for you boys uh would you rather not be allowed to dry off after the shower ever again like you just literally slip on your clothes your hair's soaked whatever it is
1: well can i like walk around first because i like air dry or no
0: like sure but your your place is gonna be (laughs) soaked (laughs)
1: wait
2: for the sake of argument can we just say no can we just say that you have to put clothes on immediately
0: sure yeah like you your your entire normal (laughs) Like, morning routine, except you just don't drive. (laughs) You just put your clothes on.
1: I hate being wet unnecessarily. I fucking hate it. Or,
0: would you rather not be allowed to shower after going to the beach for at least a week? Every time you go to the beach, you have to wait a week to shower.
2: I'm not really going to smell like seawater.
0: Seawater and, like, all the sand. You would get sand everywhere.
1: Oh. There'd be sand
0: in your clothes, sand in your shoes, sand everywhere. You know what? I'm Sand in your booty hole.
1: You know what? I like the beach, like I do. But like I'm not really a beach guy. You yeah,
0: know what I mean? well, I, sh- I should have fucking known, dude. You said last time you're like I don't like flip-flops, I wear my shoes to the beach.
1: <laughs> like that was a,
0: that's a statement right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ralph, what do you think? The shower one is every single time you shower, right?
1: Dude, I yeah, couldn't do that every day.
2: I think <sighs> I want to go with the beach one. Cause I, I I thought of a loophole.
1: No, no loophole. Why?
2: No loopholes? <laughs> because
1: no. I'm tired. What if of I your- just What if I just bring body
2: wash you. to the beach? And what if I just shower it or wash myself at the beach? <laughs> Boom, Especially go dry up. Go, cold, of Living
0: in the van, kind of vibe. Yeah, you're
2: giving off right now.
1: You're gonna You're gonna bring fucking contaminated body wash into the ocean, dude. You're gonna be eaten alive by <laughs> Vancouverites, dude. Brother, that's yeah. fine. I'll go
2: to like some sort of lake or something. People do it all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, hobo. What do you mean?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blend in. I'll blend in with the crowd. <laughs> okay,
1: we should, oh, let's
0: okay. get to a let's get to a viewer one here. Uh, would you rather never go to a club, Roxy included, again, or never be able to watch a movie again? I thought this was an obvious one. I thought this was easily never go to a club again because I'll be 60 one day. But I kind of want to be able to vibe out when I'm sixty. You know, I, don't know like, why I just want to have the
2: option. Can we expand on like that and just make it like bars and clubs?
1: Yeah, That's a good option. Yeah. Bars and clubs, nothing. So no more Roxy. No more Woodies, no more warehouse. Yeah, no more wow. portside.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: no more breweries. None uh, of that. Bre- breweries, dude. It. I would say, yeah, I would say. I would say breweries are more of a restaurant than they are a bar. No
0: No, they bar. No, bar I even beer. I kind of disagreed with myself
1: when I said yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> you're Fuck. just trying to rationalize. Yeah. So, but again, though, like you could still go to like a restaurant, though like if like if they're like we're food primary but they serve alcohol that's fine
3: yeah okay i would say
1: i would say and like oh man i'm a movie guy man i like and and you know what here's my thing is i'm gonna save money because i'm not gonna spend 150 dollars at the fucking roxy every time and you know how i know that i'd be fine because covid dude like have i missed bars and clubs yeah sure i missed going out getting you know a little bit tipsy with the boys but like we all sat at home and played fucking video games and did the exact same thing yeah yeah you know well, we, can still, I, we can still go out and drink somewhere we can still go to like a house party just can't go to a club dude <laughs> no. i had this i
0: had this thought the other day um when clubs officially open up like clubs and actual bars officially open up around here. Yeah. What do you guys think the crowd's going to be like on the first weekend, first week of being open? Like I personally think we're going to see a lot of like very late twenties and like early to mid thirties. People are going to be out.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if just like a buttload of people take a week straight off.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think like- it's going to be, I'm not going to be there every day. Like I might, I, we might go once or something like that. Like go to the rock scene and get like fucking tilted, but I'm not huge in the scene, but there's gonna be people who have like, a fucking itch to go who would have never gone in a normal world
1: dude you have to remember like the people that turned 19 during covid that couldn't go out at all like they haven't celebrated anything like they probably may have had a house party or something but like for people right now where like now that shit's open like dude like they haven't they haven't felt it man they haven't felt it so yeah um is it my turn or was that bailey's that was bailey's question
0: that was yeah that was bfids um you're up next
1: okay this is my last one then we can probably wrap it up if you guys have anything else yeah would you rather have a vocabulary limited to 100 words just like you only say you only know 100 words or only be able to say three thousand words a day and how many you- words
2: do you think you speak over the course of a day
1: Oh, dude, think of how many we spoke like this alone. I'm talking right now. That's 50, like 30 right there.
0: I... <laughs> I don't think that was 30 dude.
1: or not 30, but I would say maybe like 12. And as we keep talking, like think of a podcast, think of how many words we say in a podcast. Truly, like, think about that.
0: Yeah. But if we all treated ourselves like Larry King, like less is more easy questions. How are you doing? Three words. <laughs> good, thanks. We, we'd be down to like a 20-minute episode for sure.
1: Dude, try like 10. Okay. Try five. Are I the just look- good? No. <laughs>
2: I, I just looked something <laughs> up that might that might sway this one a little bit. Okay. So this is from The Guardian. Uh, apparently, the average woman speaks about 5,000 words per day, whereas the average male speaks about 2,000.
3: Really? The average...
2: The average working male speaks about two to three thousand, whereas the average working female speaks about ten thousand.
1: Holy smokes.
2: Steve. So that's Dude, a little well, food for thought. Well,
1: well, we all work, so we're possibly heading three K here. Two to
2: and you three, and I Josh I- work in a very social environment.
1: Yep. And I'm so does about- Elijah. Yeah. True. Like <laughs> Hey, you know what? This this so, this so would to, be to the, <laughs> Tara, Tara coming in guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is perspective, though. You have to remember, like when you hit three thousand words, you're fucking mute. Like you cannot. Talk. You're done. Yeah. Like your mouth like opens to breathe and to eat, and that's it. So, like if someone comes up to you and they have a conversation, you can't say anything.
2: <laughs> Get a pen and paper, just write out of words.
0: Yeah. What if, I, what if I learned sign language?
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure
0: that's you shouldn't have said yes to that that's an easy i would do that in a year everything's done yeah, yeah you shouldn't have said yes to that that was a flaw in your wow. three thousand three thousand word daily cap easy because if i because that's just another language like if i learned that then i could speak my hear, entire day no,
1: yeah okay elijah that means nothing though because only you learn sign language that does not, ah, that's not good, good
2: but i will also learn sign language so i will also communicate with them
1: yeah it be kind of wait, like you'll, wait, you'll wait, hang on sorry what are you saying now <laughs> That makes what makes no means sense. He's We're all going to sign language together. So, so your word count is done. You can't talk. I can't. Yeah. You start signing to me. That does nothing
2: to yeah, me. Yeah, but so you wouldn't realize as a friend that I only have 3,000 words a day and then just learn sign language so you can communicate with me beyond those yeah, 3,000 words? Hell no.
1: He's, Are you kidding? He's basically
0: asking you to learn for him. Why don't you yeah. do it?
2: Come on. How much is our friendship worth, Josh? 3,000 words only, apparently?
0: Yeah, pretty you much. You what? fucking I would, ass. <laughs> I would call his bluff and I would blow up my eardrums and then I'd see what he'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Learn now or we're not friends anymore. <laughs> the
2: My next 3,000 words, I'll tell you to learn sign language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: okay, Raf, you're up. One last one.
2: I don't have any more. I'm not going I'm I'm oh. to lie to you. That's,
0: okay. I got I one last one up from one. chat. I got one here. Oh, yeah. is there another one from chat?
2: Would you rather Would you always rather... smell bad and can't smell it or always only smell something bad, but you always smell okay?
3: The second yeah, I, think
0: I think I'd rather smell bad. I don't give a fuck anymore it's fine
1: (laughs)
2: really
0: don't don't you think there's a level of being able to blame it on other people too
1: no dude i've i've been around people that like they don't know that they actually smell Uh like it's, it's tough to be around them like it's actually just hard to to like that person and i know that sounds cruel but like i actually like i'm like dude i'm like do you not like like do you not smell yourself like how do you not know that you smell like shit Anyway, that's just me.
3: All right. Okay. Fair. fair I, um, I just, would.
1: I'm, I
2: would smell good and have everyone else smell bad. I think. I think
1: see, you just.
0: You, adjust, you, I
2: think you just adjust.
0: Okay. Well, here's the question. Raf. This is a yeah. good good point for people that know Raffle personally. What? It does the scent known as the Raffle scent
2: is that already a good smell? You keep saying this. <laughs> it's. True, I don't think yeah. I have my own scent. You do have your own
0: smell, dude. Does Dan Josh, have his own scent? Does no, Dan always smell like no Irish one, Spring? <laughs> none of my other friends... No, Josh doesn't smell like two or three in one. I don't smell like Irish Spring. Raf is the only friend I have that has a distinct smell, neither good or bad. It's just distinct.
1: <laughs> what? what is it? I don't Josh, know. Josh, you know what he's talking about? I've never been in that close proximity to you, Raph. You know what? Raf, like, do never, me a favor... Like- Wear wear a sh- like wear
0: the same shirt for five days, like wear deodorant and shower everything, but just wear the same shirt for five days and then give it to Josh.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: I think he'll know. Like, I don't it seriously isn't a dig. Like, I don't think it's bad. Because I just I don't know. I think I think you gotta smell. I've known it since the day I met you. I've been smelling you while you sleep for years now. <laughs> it's just something we gotta do. I got one last one before we wrap up here. Um, would you rather have kidney stones or hemorrhoids? And we're talking like you know what we're going to balance it out. Average kidney stones, you're going to pee them out, but they're not the smallest. And pretty much like you're getting week week long hemorrhoids, like they are cream every day, seven days a week kind of thing.
1: Oh god, I'm going to go right, with the sorry second. four seven days. I'm going to go with the second one. You guys know I'm a huge preparation age guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got the tube in your uh, in your bathroom still,
1: Josh. You, you,
3: you got, got like this. He's body. got this repository. He doesn't have
2: the fucking tube. Look at him. <laughs> to answer your question, I would also go with Josh, and I would also take hemorrhoids. Are you also ter- like terrified for kidney stones in your life? No, not really. Maybe like I'm every fucking, now and again.
0: I am petrified, dude. I, <laughs> you can go your just, entire life without
2: having a kidney stone. Is that possible?
0: I think so, but it's very. Does everybody
2: unlikely. get one? Is it just like something that everybody gets and nobody speaks about?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a long boy dude that's dude, a long dude, boy dude, right sho- there
1: obviously yeah like you shove those up your hoop but it actually like it it, it helps i'm not gonna lie kidney yeah, how quickly quicker. does it work sorry
2: how quickly does that work
1: uh probably within like 30 like in terms of it to like go away or, or for the pain to stop
2: the pain to stop
1: uh like 20 minutes 25 oh minutes.
2: wow that's okay. quick
1: like, it helps. Like, dude, like, kidney stones, though, th- that's the worst part, is, like, you're probably crushing anti- antibiotics, and, like, there's nothing you can, like, do. Like, it's just in there, and you can't oh, yeah. have to, like, fix it. It's like, coming, dude. Like, Is it, <laughs> is it not I was... true? This this might be, like, a total, like, this is easily a guess, but I think I read that, like, a kidney stone, like, coming out of your fucking pee hole is, like... One of the most painful experiences a guy can ever have. Like yeah. the, like one of the most. Uh, like
0: I'm so fucking terrified of it, dude. So yeah, but, terrified of it. Let me end on that and I'll go put these back. One sec. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up with two listener ones real quick. So Dan Dan O D4, real oh, wrong one. Fuck. Uh Dan O D4 with the most original question. Thank you for thinking of this one. Never be able to watch hockey again or never be able to play hockey again. Easy one for me. Play hockey. Uh, I can give up, I can give up the Canucks and I'll listen if I have to but you're not keeping
2: me away from the rink. I would rather watch hockey than play hockey.
0: Yeah. I want to play. That's a, Raffles' answer is a direct admission that he does not like the fact that we're going to force him on the ice this year.
2: Yeah, good fucking luck, dude. <laughs> and then one last
0: one, <laughs> Tarragonian on Facebook. OGTG, we got, would you rather have hiccups for one full day or be tickled for one full hour? Or, uh, Josh, none of this has to happen. You just have to suck a big toe. Or What are you doing? <laughs>
1: You know what? I just hiccups. Like actually, like they make me angry. I hiccup yeah. for five minutes, and I want to put a bullet in my head. Uh,
2: <laughs> but like, think about how much you said you how ticklish you are.
1: Yeah, I know. But the thing is, is at least it's like somewhat like enjoyable. Like for even one
2: like, hour, dude. I think this is unenjoyable tickling.
0: Let's add that it's someone that doesn't smell good doing it to Josh.
2: <laughs> Let's also add that it's Bailey, and you know he's getting a lot of satisfaction out of seeing you squirm. <laughs>
1: That would actually make me laugh. I'd probably pee my pants. So
2: live <laughs> live streamed that on Twitch, that'll so get you
0: hundred thousand viewers immediately, dude. Yeah. Guy getting tickled for an hour down. I, I'm, gonna, right.
1: I'm gonna save the tickle
2: one. I'm gonna do the hiccups.
0: I'm doing hiccups. Actually, sorry, sorry. no, no, no. I'm doing tickle. I'm not ticklish, so I'd, I'd easily defeat that. Bring it on. You'll hurt your fingers more than you hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it, though, boys. Was it episode 28? Did I get it right? 28. 28. Episode 28, Stick and Ring Podcast. If you're watching live right now. Check it out on podcast form. Releases tomorrow. Anywhere you get your podcast, we've got the interview with Jamie Dodd. We got a ton of we got a ton of stuff from him. It was a great great interview. He's a great guy to talk to, chat to. So uh, yeah, boys, we're back on Tuesday, right? Another live stream at night. Yes. Yes, sir. All right. cool. Adios, everybody. Cool. Bye, guys. Oh, harder, baby.